I'm Stacy Gross, and this is Two Moms Day Drinking. Mandy Englert has two boys from her first marriage and is raising the son of her ex-fiance, whose parents are both incarcerated. In part one of this episode, Mandy talks about leaving her abusive marriage and supporting her fiance through his drug addiction, as well as the struggle of loving someone who she had to let die in her heart so that she could live herself. In part two, she'll be discussing starting a local support group for parents of special needs children. There was just so much great content in this episode that I actually had to break it into two, and I'm really excited to share both with you. So let's get started. As I'm I'm listening to you talk earlier, I'm thinking to myself, like, I would love, there's so many questions I would love to ask, and I don't want to offend you. Oh, no. this all like it doesn't have to this isn't live like I go through and edit everything so it's just like what I would do with the paper but it so like if you're uncomfortable or anything don't worry but like I'm I'm listening to you and I can hear that you want to support them so much like (laughs) you want to support them so much like you're still with them and I guess I'm just curious about that does that make sense because Mm -hmm. I understand it and I want to like compare motivations I guess maybe um I totally did support him. We were together for one and a half relapses. The second relapse, I told him I couldn't do it. And the straw that broke the camel's back was, one, um, my ex-husband was fighting for Lewis and Nolan. So I needed to figure something out because it was to the point where it was either or them. And then there's no. But the one night actually came to our home, came broke into our home. Like, it was in um, Lewis and Nolan's custody agreement to where he was not allowed to be at the house. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I struggled with, but mm-hmm. I got to the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm done. I have yeah. to, I have to. I'm going to lose the kids. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, I, heard, I woke up to the police pounding on my door. And at that time, my phone was on, I had to sleep with my phone on silent because he would call me at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 right. o'clock in the morning. No boundaries. Yeah. I woke up to the police pounding. Oh my God, my heart like sunk. And then I heard the police scanner. So of Mm -hmm. course I go downstairs and it was ironic because I opened the door and I hear, hi Mandy. And Mm -hmm. it was Officer Fresca, the gentleman who did a lot of the community stuff in the classroom, which was the officer had problems with, not problems because he was, this is the awkward part with being on meth. He was the person that I was being accused of being with so he was one of the responding officers oh no oh, <laughs> which no. in my head i'm like oh my god that's so funny <laughs> so i come what up fresca <laughs> here i am in my jammies my shorty shorts Did, was fresca aware that he was the one that thought yeah because okay. blowing up his phone <laughs> in my head i'm laughing hysterically because i'm like how ironic and then they're like do you know this gentleman i'm like i do he's like and i'm like i want nothing to do with him and then i got off my porch and i turned my back mm-hmm. and i'm like listen i'm like he's using mm-hmm. i don't know if he's on something now he's like well he's saying he needs his clothes i'm like i have his clothes in the on the front porch yeah because we had like an enclosure thing he said whatever tell him to get whatever he wants so they grabbed like a big huge garbage bag which had most of his clothes and he was taking one of his bikes which I was told someone called the police because they thought he was stealing a bike, but a cab was waiting for him. And I'm like, how is this? Even looking back, I'm like, so you were going to put a bike in the back of the cab? Walk me through your thought process here. Were because... you the one who called the police or did someone else call right. the police? Like, what? how did this all? Uh, how? I, and how? then they send him on his way and I hear, do you want me to? No, he's like, baby girl, you want me to fix your window? I'm like, no. Oh my 
God. And then I look at the officers. I'm like, hold on a minute. And I went in and he actually removed the screen and one of the windows in my kitchen. So he was coming in. He, yes, a small window, but he was so. He was on his way in. He literally probably, I probably weighed more than he did. And he totally could have fit in that window. And he's like, all I wanted to do was cuddle with you guys. No, it doesn't matter. Like you are not allowed to be, your name on the lease or not, you are not allowed to be in the house. All the kids were there. And then I'm like, that like Ooh. woke me up because I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose the kids. Like mm-hmm. he broke into my house. My dog didn't bark. I didn't hear him. That's terrifying, Holy, Mandy. Right? Like, so. When, you don't sleep right after that for a while. I still don't. No. I, I mean, I totally <laughs> it was, get it. It was totally rough. And then Lewis and Nolan went back to their dads on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And being an advocate for domestic violence, I'm like, oh my God, if I file for a PFA, I have 48 hours. That's the first 48 hours when people yeah. are killed. And yeah. I, I can't keep an eye on one kid in one bedroom, two kids in another bedroom. I'm yeah. in another bedroom. Like, Jesus. so I waited until Lewis and Nolan went back to their dads. And that Monday, I filed for the PFA. And that was an absolute shit show for me. It was so hard because I still loved him. I wanted to, but I knew I could never be with him. Lewis and Nolan are my ex-husbands and mine. And then was my fiance. So you've adopted Noah now. In a way, yeah. Okay. I have pineapple on my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I raised him since he was three months old. And in the eight years he's been in my life, like this is did a uh, 72 I think and then six months Mm -hmm. and now he's probably he could do five to ten years so that's a whole and this last August this last year has been hell oh between going from one job to another job one place I've had two different so this is my third residence yeah and I've been here for almost a year so how did you meet Applebee's Applebee's (laughs) your friendly neighborhood (laughs) bar and grill (laughs) It was funny because I was leaving my ex-husband. I can't say I was leaving him. It was when I was becoming aware how he was treating me because my marriage was abusive. It wasn't physically abusive, but it was the mental, emotional, sexual, financial abuse. Right. And our friends at your neighborhood friendly Applebee's (laughs) helped me become aware were you working there at the time? Mm-hmm. Cuz I would I would be like, "Oh my god, guys, like we tasted this drink." And I went home and told my ex that I took a couple sips of it and I slept on the couch. Yeah, they're like, "Mandy, that's not right." And the more I started to talk, the more they helped me become aware. And then he had a he had a thing where he planned on marrying me. So he was talking to people and I just looked at him like, "You know what? You're just a felon. I don't really care." And the one day he came over, wiped my nose, and I'm like, Oh, and it just happened. It was like the spark. Yep. And he's actually the one who helped me get out. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like he helped me hide my car. He kept me safe. He knew the law. He's the one who called my dad and said, hey, do you understand? Like he's doing this and this and this to her and she's doing this and this. What what were your, what was your parents? um, Like what was your relationship with your parents? It was distant because... Like, my, my mom passed away uh, 17-ish years ago, which was so hard. Oh. And then when she passed away... How couple, old were you at that time? 30... I'm 43. What's 43 minus 17? <laughs> Whatever that number Whatever is. Whatever that number is. Because <laughs> I'm an English major. So... <laughs> I'm 
a math teacher. <laughs> but it's a Friday night. My brain's on shutdown. Hell yes. <laughs> but that, my mom passed away two years before my oldest was born. So uh, you called your dad then mm-hmm. and explained to your dad. Had, had your father been aware? No, because um, he took me away from him. He would call, have me, call, he would make me, and people were like, how can you have him make you do something? Mm-hmm. Well, when you're already beaten down, you're at rock yeah. bottom, you already feel like you're never going to find anybody else. How long this was is, that process for you? For, in my case, it was several years. Did, were you I, I honestly him? don't know. He was, I met him my freshman year in college. Okay. He was a jock. I was that nerdy band geek. Mm-hmm. I was drum major, and yeah. I just wanted to be with a cute, popular kid. And he was then, good at first, like he was. Yeah, and it was be like looking back, like the little things, like mm-hmm. look, look, going to Edinburgh. We would have fire drills, fire alarms go off, right. like sometimes two, three times a night, once a week. And the one night I remember, we went outside. Excuse me, and I was on his side because there's the boy side. Right, and the were you in towers? Side. Yes, high five towers. <laughs> Sixth floor, fifth floor, and seventh floor. <laughs> Third floor, I think. Second floor. I was only there for one year. And then I moved on to Rose Hall. And yeah. Then, but I remember steaming out there freezing, and he didn't even offer me his coat. And yep. I didn't think anything of it. Yep. Until after the fact. I'm like, what? There's that time. And those, I think, are those are the little things, too, that we're told as women... First of all, you don't need it, especially if you're a feminist. You don't need yeah, him to give you no, your coat. Yeah. So there's that that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Then if you are bringing those things up, you're a nag. There's mm-hmm. that camp. Mm-hmm. You'll hear from those people like, well, oh, just bitching about the little things already. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these different opinions on just that one little interaction. But it's so meaningful in the context of being in an abusive relationship. Yep. And you that know? little thing built up to him cheating on me. I can't say he cheated on me because we broke up that weekend because I did something wrong. And then his he made me pack up my stuff and I moved back home for one weekend while his ex-girlfriend came up. And then I found these love notes and but heaven forbid that never happened. Mm-hmm. Even though I should have. I don't even think they had cell phones. I remember <laughs> being in college and my first year was 2001. And I think I think there may have been like a Nokia flip phone situation. That's where we were at. Our first phone was like that huge box right. thing. Right? In our car. But like that little tiny thing led up to, I want you to come home for Christmas with me. I'm going to propose to you. My mom would be like, Mandy, it's going to be your grandmother's last Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Oh, mom, you say that every year. Mm-hmm. I go down, come to warm, say yes. December 30th, my grandmother passes away. So I'm like, man. I should have been a sign right there. Right. But no, because everything just fell into place. How everything. Did you do a lot of justifying? Because this is what I'm talking about when I say like a process of grooming. It's those little things mm-hmm. building on on slightly bigger things until you look down and you're 30 feet up mm-hmm. on these little, this tower of tiny little things. Like how in the hell did I get to the point where I'm calling my dad on Father's Day telling him that he's a piece of shit and I... No longer want anything to do with him. Had he interfered with your relationship? Um, no. My dad was one of those guys where... Here's an example. Edinburgh. I'm on my way to McDonald's. My car breaks down. My mom and dad and my my family are heading down to the Pittsburgh area to see my older sister. I call my dad. Hey, you're driving by. You're on 79. Can you... 
I'm on my way to Pittsburgh, Amanda. You got to figure it out yourself. Call a mechanic. So then I go back. He calls his mom and dad. They're there a couple hours telling me what's wrong with my car. I respect how I was raised now because now, okay, I'm a single mom of three boys. There's a lot of that. I have to be able to be like, okay, this is wrong with my car. Who do I need to call? Jim the car man. Hey, Jim, what's wrong with this? Okay, yeah. I got this. Okay, I need to order this. Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. I'm doing it. Like, I'm the one yeah. who clocked my bathtub. I'm I the one who gets their ass kicked every time I mow my lawn. But because my dad was trying to raise me to be an independent woman. Yes. At the time, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Now I'm like, thank you. That's cool. That's a cool little story just on its own. <laughs> I like that story. That's cool. Well, and, and like like you, I have a lot of like blank spots. I don't remember things. I don't remember them in a sequ- in a sequential order mm-hmm. from my marriage. You know, I a lot of the stuff like I remember the consequences, mm-hmm. but not a lot of what I did to have that consequence. Kind of vague. And a lot of it does have to do with the sexual abuse abuse component, where if I didn't do something right, then. I would have to do this. Or he burnt pictures on my mom after my mom had passed. Jesus. She burnt my childhood blankie because wow. I needed to grow up. And it was like the little... I remember being pregnant with Lewis, my oldest, and sleeping in my car. And he would kick me out of the house, take the keys, and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Make you apologize. Try to just to get back in. And now I'm like... Help Mandy, like no, I know, and I know, and I'm only asking the questions that I'm asking because I, I, I do know, yeah, because I know. I've done the same thing. Do you know what like, I mean? I totally, and the same thing with people are like, Mandy, he's high. No, he's not. Look at that, he's not high, Mandy. He's doing that. No, he's not. I'm not seeing that. He's doing this in your. No, he's not. He's not. I'm downstairs. Yeah, there's people in and out of the house. But even when he was in recovery, there were people in and out of the house. Just That's just who we are. Like, nothing. I was so blind and I justified so much. And then once I had, I filed the PFA and I, oh, I filed the PFA. <laughs> and then like a week later, I moved. Well, I had to move because my landlord, he didn't renew my lease because of stealing. Right. Oh, that ex parte was fin- I'm sitting there blowing up my phone. I'm like, you know what? This is the last time I'm going to talk to him. I might as well answer. And I hear, what the hell is going on? Why aren't you talking to me? I'm on the phone with their attorney, which my ex-husband and shared the same attorney. Mm-hmm. How? It's not there. It's not a conflict of interest because I was the goal. Yeah. I looked into it and they were pulling from one case and using it for another. And he's like, I know your address. And he rattled it off. Horrible. So in my head, I'm like, I'm going to move. Fresh start. He doesn't know our right. new, where our new house is. Right. And even though he was still in the Warren area. like You're still, you're God, gaining that traction. You're like, like gaining that, okay, we're going to get away. We're going to get away from this now. And then all of a Bam. sudden, he knows my address. And then here I am moving into this new home. That first night, I was by myself. Sleeping on the mattress in my living room with the new noises, new, I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't realize how that like traumatized me in a way. And then I'll be like, Mandy, you are now the man of the house. You're the woman of the house. Go get a knife. Do whatever you need to do. And then it wasn't, that was middle of February. It wasn't until May when he was actually arrested in Indiana County that, so from February to May, I barely slept because you weren't sure. I was so freaking scared. Like people, people would call me and be like, Mandy, 
sighting. I'd be like, all right, so I'll make sure I avoid that area. Right. Or sometimes I'll drive by and I'd be like, oh my God, he looks like shit. <laughs> At least he looks terrible. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they'd be like, Mandy, he's over here and he's talking to himself. I think he's fighting with himself. Oh my God. And I'd be like, oh my God. And it helped. I appreciated it so much because it helped with the healing process, even though I was so, I was so freaking scared. I have like one of those cool titanium knives that like the big ones and I'll be sleeping next to it. That's my intruder killer knife. (laughs) I'd be like, oh my God, if someone like six foot comes in, oh boy. Yeah, we're (laughs) in some trouble there. But I watch a lot of Joe Kenda and I'm not scared because if uh, if there is a struggle, I know how to hide it. So And then like my neighbor... I feel so bad for him. He catch me, catches me at the worst. Go out on my patio, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, I'm uh, in it!" I hear, "Are you okay, Mandy?" I'm like, "Where did you even go from?" I'd be like, "Oh no, 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 no!" He's like, "Let me go get my water. I'll be right over." But I was talking to him, and he's like, "Listen, anytime, like this door is not locked. This door is locked. Mm-hmm. Just come in this way. Pound on the door. I'll yeah. hear you." Cool. And I'm like, "Oh, thank God!" And it just. Even though I never had to, just those to words. I think not even knowing that you had the place to go if you needed to, but knowing that someone was kind enough to offer it. Yeah. And knowing, like, I still see them peek out the windows every once in a while just to make sure. Everything's okay. And it just, it just made me, it just makes me feel so much safer. Like That's the awesome. area where I'm living is just, everybody keeps an eye on who's where and what's where. and mm-hmm. You like that. I do. And you should. I mean, you have every reason to. Yeah. We've been watching the show Arrow in our spare time up in the classroom. Totally ratted on myself. And I'm like, man, I need a man like Arrow. <laughs> and I'm like, then today I'm like, guys, take that back. I don't want the drama. I don't want the lies. I'm good. But you know what? I would love somebody to protect me like that. Yeah. I think absolutely. <laughs> I think it, there are times where I'm like, I'm so tired of carrying it all i'm so tired (laughs) of protecting everyone else and i don't need it but god damn it would be nice to have someone one week in a month just come over and just yeah sit on my couch while i sleep like just (laughs) yeah just to have somebody give a shit how you are nothing sexual nothing just come sit on my couch i'm all covered (laughs) i i don't need you for any of that i just need you to come and just be here. Not come. But... Right. I just need you to sit on my Stop couch. It. Stop it, mad kitty. It's horrible. But yeah, like I just get so tired. You get tired of carrying it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. And then now with the GA closing, like trying to find that job and oh my gosh. And then you have an interview and then you don't get the job and you're like, what the hell am I going to do? I've been through that so many times. I'm sick of job hunting. Like I thought, okay, I got rid of toxicity mm-hmm. in my life. <sighs> Everything needs to come. Just Full circle now. Yeah. And it's and not I even thought... like you want it to be easy. You just want it to be manageable. Yeah. Right? Like I'm like, all right. Got the job at the barber. Got, oh my God, I love that job. And it was my first job with big girl pay, as yeah. I call it. And I'm like, wow. They closed. Nice. I'm yeah. like, boom. I'm going to have to find another job. Find another job. I'm like, oh my God. Like now I'm really making big girl pay. I'm yeah. doing what I love. I'll get my New York certification. Yeah. I love it. This is awesome. I'm going to retire here. And then they're closing. You know what I, I like, hate too is when people are like, it's just the universe telling you you're not on the 
Fuck the universe. I want to get paid. I want to buy toilet paper this month. I don't give a shit what the universe thinks I should be doing. (laughs) I want to do this job. I like this job. I have this job. Yeah. 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 And I could buy food. I could, I don't have to. Granted, I'm playing catch up still because, and then last summer being on employment and Mm -hmm. working Applebee's and and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to quit Applebee's (sighs) and I could do this and do this. And they're like, sorry, we're closing February 14th. Uh... I'm tired of job hunting. And it's not like... It's not like I have a partner that be like, oh, you know what, honey, it's yep. okay. Just collect your unemployment. It'll be tight f- until we'll you find it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. Like it's, it's, you get tired of telling yourself, we'll figure it out. Yep. You just want somebody else to reassure you that for once that you're not, because if it all falls apart, it's you're me. the one. Yeah. You're the one standing there in the pile of shit. You know? Sorry, guys. We have to move for the fourth time in two yeah. years. Yeah. Because your mother can't keep a job. Yeah. Oh, there's no pressure at all. No pressure at all. <laughs> no. no. What's that, it's guys? You want a pizza tonight? Sorry, oh. I have a dollar sixty-seven. I, I, I cannot imagine. There are days where I have literally change. Yeah. Literally uh-huh. change until Tuesday or next Friday. You know. And if that's on a Wednesday, that's shitty, man. Yeah. I mean, you really got to get creative. Mom, we're out of toilet paper. Use the washcloth. <laughs> like, yup. Wait we'll a minute, you're a boy. Laundry. Ew. Put it in the wash when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Just throw it away. We'll buy more on payday. That's why we're always broke. <laughs> I've been there, man. I've been there. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's horrible. Someday. I know. I keep hoping to. It has to, right? Like, it has to get better. Yeah. It has I already to. went through. I don't think I could. Oh boy, <laughs> I couldn't even. So what kept you going back? To- if he would continue to do these things, because that would leave when you- he was clean, like he gave me what my mom and dad had. Oh okay, okay. Like, he loved me so much. I loved him so much. The kid. Do you feel like the there are two different? Yeah. And as the person in the middle of that situation then, because society has so much to say about addiction, right? We Mm. all have these strong opinions about all these people who have addiction issues as if we know anything about it. As the person who's right there beside them when they're going through all of that and the person who loves them. It's frustrating as hell. I tried everything. Like, hey, let's go to a meeting together. Hey, did you call this person today? Hey, did you do this? Did you do that? Hey. You're doing all the work. Hey, you know what? You're starting to slip. You need to go to rehab. Okay, I will. No, you won't. You won't go to rehab. Or then he'll go to rehab, finish it, and then be right back. And then trying to keep everything, like, inside the home. Together. Yeah, it's not. I It was hard. It was so hard. I told myself that... I would never date another addict. And it's not even like, I know I could handle it. Not that I would. If it came down to, I know I'm strong enough now. But those poor kids. Right. They've been through some shit, man. Like, with Lewis and Nolan, like, was their buddy. Like, he did videos. Lewis is a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Cat King Lewis, like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Hit that. Everybody, get going. Like and subscribe that shit. He has 131 subscribers. Oh, shit. And almost a thousand videos. Damn, girl. I'm about to go like and subscribe that shit. (laughs) It's his passion. Yeah. He still runs track and cross country, so it's not like... How are they doing? I mean, are are they... It sounds like they're doing really well. They are. The only... Noah's struggling. It's hard. Christmas time, he put on his Christmas list that he wants to see his dad. Broke my heart. And 
it makes it hard for me because here I am like trying to heal and get him like out of my life. Right. Right. But I do know like he's always going to be part of my life because I have Noah. But I need to get to uh, getting to that point of, you know what, there's nothing there. Which yeah, I feel you can't like, just shut like, it I off. I feel like I'm there, but here I am taking his pictures out of picture frames, like, mm-hmm. you fucking asshole, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Right. And then there's Noah, I'll be like, that's my daddy. And I'd be like, oh. Oh, yeah. That's right. Crap. <laughs> so he has pictures of in his bedroom. So he still has that. Yeah. And, like, the shirt given me, Noah now has. And- right. It's so hard. Like, with the girls and their dad. Like, they... And they're talking a lot about him now. And it's hard because they have no idea, you know... Yeah. What what exactly it is to live that way. But at the same time, I don't want their memories to be... I tried to disparage him, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's oh. really hard sometimes, though, to be like... It, it's very... <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's really nice, honey. Tell me more. Oh, some of the things he says. Thank God that Judge Skirta, she actually, we used to go to St. Luke's together. Mm -hmm. And she seen Noah as an infant and us being told we needed to go to the family room because he would be so loud and crazy in church. (sighs) And she's seen the progress over the years. So thank God. That she, she was paying that. attention. Oh my gosh! I'm no- yeah. sorry. I gave her the biggest hug. So she like, seems like a badass lady. Dude, I wouldn't want to mess with her. Ah, but I want to be her friend. Like I think she's just cool. I think she's, like- she's just probably like a really badass lady. You know, like I want to be like her. She'd be like the arrow of Warren County. Fuck yes. <laughs> Yes, Skirta. She's coming to get you. She's coming, man. You better behave. She's like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg of Warren. I swear to God, I love her. I love her. I wouldn't want to be on the other side. Hell no. I like where I'm at. Oh, she sentenced me. You know, she sentenced me to 30 days in jail when I was had my addiction issues. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, no thanks. Yeah. Oh, Warren County Jail is not pleasant. No thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, get your shit together because it ain't a party. <laughs> I don't know what kind of party you think is going on in there, but it ain't one. It's a bad kind of party. No, yeah, she, she sentenced me to 30 days. Um, and she had every every reason to. Um, I, yeah, I was just an asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. Just kept, I just kept acting out and acting out as if there were no consequences because that was kind of what I learned as a kid. Yeah. There are no consequences, so, well, you know, Judge Skirna is a big part of the reason that I'm an adult today. Correct. I mean, I'm not much of an adult yet still, but I'm working on you're it. You're an adult. I'm working you're... on it, Maureen. <laughs> your honor. <laughs> um, yeah. But look what she, you're doing. Though. She's you're the doing reason. doing amazing things, too. So. She's a huge reason why I, th- I am even functional today. You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad as hell she gave me 30 days. Right. I needed 300, you know, I only needed 30. And they love <laughs> doing like all of the drug awareness stuff that I've done, like listening to like Judge Skirta, Judge Hammond or like mm-hmm. Rob Green yeah. and all of that stuff. Like yeah. listening to, they love hearing like the success stories and yeah. they like to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. She's a cool lady. I'm glad that she didn't. I think it's cool where it when you're doing well, mm-hmm. how they 
they give you props and they yeah, yeah there's never it's like not it's, like oh my god you're such a fucking junkie you're a like you're just a piece of you're shit still, you're always you know gonna be a piece my of shit. own family members of my own family treat me that way that's not okay but not the judge who sends me mm-hmm. she'll speak to me in the hallway and be pleasant and say hi how are you how's your day going yep. you know that's horrible so yeah i have a lot of respect for judge skirta just saying I do too. <laughs> All of them, actually. And even like getting out of my marriage, like Rob Green before he was DA, he actually represented me in some. I don't. I'm not a criminal, but <laughs> some issues when, that when you are getting out of an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and your ex husband is a narcissist and is still trying to control you, the shit that he makes up is phenomenal. When I was getting out, I was working at the Titty Community Charter School, mm-hmm. and I sat down with Mr. Craig, the CEO at the time. Right. He was a wonderful gentleman, and I'd be like, "Listen, I'm trying to get out. It's threatening to." send videos and do this do that and i'm like i'm just being upfront and honest mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if this ever happens i doubt he will mm-hmm. and then the day came one i went to pick up the kids he withheld the boys from me next thing i know i'm getting in trouble because i fractured his wrist to this day i have no idea he was a volunteer fireman mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i'm assuming he had a call or he mm-hmm. did it because he worked at the SCI force at the time. I have no idea. To this day, I have no so idea. So your ex-husband is claiming that you broke his wrist? Yeah. So then I'm sitting there at the state police barracks, and I'm like, oh, my God, guys. Like, they know me from sad. Yeah. You were the girl that was walking around telling people not to drink in high school. And Come I, on. You didn't break anybody's wrist. <laughs> Doing the mop cart crashes. Like, they all... Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God, guys. They're like, what? I'm like, this is grounds for a PFA, isn't it? They're like, yep. I'm like, well, guess what I'm getting next week? (sighs) And did you? I did. Served me at Applebee's. And Applebee's, the friendly (laughs) neighborhood bar and grill. Everything happens there. (laughs) Everyone needs to go to Applebee's immediately. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) It was so... It was so terrifying, though, because, like... I did nothing. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck did I I did nothing. I don't want there. to be around you. You I, don't need protection from me. I'm trying to avoid you. I'm like, the one who's hiding my car so you don't know who I am, where yeah. I'm at. Like, bad enough you know where I work. It was Veterans Day. That happened be- the day before Veterans Day. I called and um, I took the day off because that's one of Applebee's busiest days. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get paid sick time and get hundreds of dollars right. for Veterans Day. Right. I got a call from Trooper Walters. He was the detective telling me that I needed to come down to the station. I'm like, I'm not in trouble again, am I? He's like, no, 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 no. Something about these letters. So I go down there the next day. Come to find out that he wrote a letter as a concerned parent saying that I was sleeping with all of these kids <gasps> and all of these people and titty you and oh my god it was absolutely horrendous so what I was sitting down and telling Mr. Craig he was sending these letters and pornographic pictures of me to all of the board members at titty you all of the media outlets in Erie Warren County what so I'm sitting down with him, with Trooper Walters, and I'm upset. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm not going to be able to teach in Warren County. I'm not going to be yeah. able to do this. I'm going to lose my job. How right. am I going to function? Like, this is my reputation. Right. What the hell? Well, I'm, and yeah, I, you're and freaking I am. out. I'm this battered woman. Yeah. 
that feels yeah. like a piece of shit anyway. He's reduced you to this point where you don't know whether you're shitting or going blind. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is horrible. Like, dawned on me. That's where the sexual abuse came into play. Because I didn't do anything in Titty And I'm like, wait a minute. He's like, what? I'm like, he had to have done this. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I didn't sleep with this person. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. But he thinks I did. So then he called him in. And of course, he denied it and denied it. And he's like, well, what? I'm like, I have the computer tower. Yeah. That has those pictures on it. So I took my computer tower down, which I don't think they ever did anything with. They knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they they knew. And all he had to do is put it in front of him. And he's like, yes, I wrote the letters. And then I don't, he, he admitted to writing the letters, but he didn't admit to mailing them because it's two different charges or whatever. So, and then I went to work after all of this went down and I'm, scared to death and here they were they were on the phone with trooper walters and they're like listen like we're more concerned for mandy's well-being we need to know that mandy's safe there if not we need to figure out and mr craig was like well if he's if he comes on this property then we will call you or you'll be taken care of and then they call me into the office and here i am like oh my god what's What's next one our president at the time went through a horrible divorce and they're like mandy like we called trooper walters this is what he said they're concerned for your safety he's like mandy i want you to know that you're safe here and then instant oh my god thank you so much and he's like if you need anything it's I'm like, like the end of the I horror need you movie to, go to the hearing and he hired me to work with his nonverbal son for him to say that that's so, so validating it is because then i'm like you so know what long. You need a safe place, yeah. whether it's work or home. Yeah. And my home was not safe. So I it was nice to actually go to work and actually be able to breathe. And going getting out was horrible. Like my body was I was feeling shit that I never felt before. Getting migraines. I was getting sick a lot. It was Were you having like stomach issues? Oh my god. Like it yeah. was everything. My my body was like what the fuck are you doing to me? Yeah. Like, it's like this compression of everything. <clears throat> everything is so tense and tight all the time and you feel like you're just shrinking into yourself. Yeah. I did. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I can't speak for other people, but that's how I felt. It almost felt like my body was just compressing in on itself all the time. Oh my gosh. And the anxiety attacks. I had two to the point where I had to go to the emergency room. And the one night I had one. And I'm like, I have to go to work. I have to go to work. And mm-hmm. I call my lead teacher. I'm like, she's like, what? Because yeah. it affects my speech. And yeah. all I do is spit and stutter. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not come, bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and I called her later on. And she's like, I had no. She's like, if your number didn't come up on my phone. Right. I had no idea it was you. I'm like, that's what my anxiety attacks do. Like mm-hmm. it. And even to this day, once my anxiety flares up, then mm-hmm. I start to spit and stutter and weird right. words come out. It's so weird how mm-hmm. ancient part of your brain, just that hindbrain just kicks mm-hmm. on without even just like, you know, breathing. It just happens. And you're, you want, I, I'm at a point in treatment right now where I want to understand how to recognize when that has happened because I can't recognize it. And then I only recognize it 10 minutes in or half an hour in, and I, I want to pull back sooner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's so automatic mm-hmm. that you don't even realize you're doing it. I mean, just sit at work for 10 minutes and breathe intentionally, and that's what it's like trying to pay attention to that. Yeah. Kicking on, for me anyway. Now, if it starts to get bad, I puke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's enough. And it's just... Oh my gosh. I had a guy over a while ago and he triggered 
so yeah. much. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like I'm eight, eight years, almost nine years out. Oh. And here I am. I called my best friend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, Carly. Oh my God. She hung, hangs up. And next thing I know, I'm in the bathroom yelling and screaming at my toilet and yeah. I'm puking. Yeah. And I hear her pull up. I'm like, oh my God, calm down, Mandy. Yeah. Calm down. What the hell just happened? Like a yep. man just triggered. And then it's the big mind games. Yeah. Like, because they why, make you question yourself and your why, own sanity. Why am I still feeling this way? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel this way. What the hell? This man that I, yeah, I still have to talk to because we have to co parent. Mm-hmm. He's still messing with my head, but you shouldn't feel this way. You need yeah. to get better. And then it's just like a big, I call it a huge mind fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought to that. Um, when you figure that out, please, please. Put it in a in a nice tiny little tablet, and I will buy a lifetime supply because I want to know how to do that too. I mean, it, it just gets better with time. Like I was saying to Emily about recovery, and mine was nothing like yours. Mm-hmm. It was just this sort of slow, insidious, constant just um, devaluation. It wasn't. I was never really fearful physically, but I felt like I was slowly being erased. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But still, like when I go back to think about it, it's this, it's it's just all in my body still, and I don't know. I didn't even think about it that way. When you're like feel like you're being erased. Yep. Yep. There's this song, Groovy Ghoulies, really cool, like not indie, but not real well known punk band from California. Um, I'm slowly becoming a ghost is the name of the song, and I heard that probably back when I was in college, but I just I, that never left my mind when I finally realized what was happening, wow. you know, with me and my husband. That's exactly how that I makes, felt. Because he would always say that he would take the kids, and um, mm-hmm. one time he told me that I needed to hit head on to a tractor trailer mm-hmm. on my way to TDU, mm-hmm. so he and the boys would never have to deal with me mm-hmm. or my family ever again yeah and i remember sleeping on the couch hiding under my blankets thinking that he's not going to find me if i hid under the blankets mm-hmm. even though he knew where i was yeah. and had a handgun on the nightstand Jesus. or on the headboard granted it was locked up but still mine was I, never into guns i i did get lucky in that respect <clears throat> you know i never was into guns super into we never had anything like that do you know what i mean yeah um, he was just, it was like cruelty, emotional cruelty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, you know, those videos that I can't, well, it makes me sick to even think about it, but like the videos where a woman stomps a kitten, that's how it felt. It was like, a, it was like yeah. being crushed. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I felt. He, and I, I, I'm not saying that I feel like I'm a helpless little kitten. I'm saying I, I, I was brought to that point. Yeah. I felt that powerless. Because that's how they yeah. take control because they want – and that's when you start feeling like, oh, my gosh, this is what I deserve. Right, yeah. I did this and it's, wrong. Oh, my God, I I burnt the, the popcorn mm-hmm. shrimp today. I deserve mm-hmm. to be treated this yeah, way. Yeah, that's just – when I'm dating it, and I, I screen out so many guys, but they'll say something stupid and it's not their fault. It's a completely logical, normal thing. But, like, the way that they like their socks folded, for instance, socks could never be rolled. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was because he didn't want to go buy more socks because socks are like 10 bucks for a pack. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't spend money on things like that or anything. So, like, just – and it's completely innocuous. It's completely harmless. But they'll say so and I'll be like, you're out. Sorry. And it's completely irrational. But there's no way. It was so unpalatable that I will never have <laughs> anything that even slightly resembles that again. Do you know what I mean? I get it. Like, I dated a guy for a couple months, and, like, within the first month and a half, he proposed to me. Oh. And I'm like, whoa! 
Oh, red flag. That's adorable. And then he oh. was, and I get it. I believe yeah. in true love, and I believe that yeah. you, sometimes you know, sometimes I knew yeah. that he wasn't. But I'm like, you know what? I'll just test the waters. And then he bought me um, my watch, my phone. Oh, all these presents. We were only together for yeah. like three months. Yep, nope. And I would call my Big friends red flag. and I'd be like, okay, Big guys, red flag. is this normal? No. Like, what is normal? Because I really, for how many, 25 years I've been in an abusive relationship, two different, I don't know what normal is. Yes, so exactly. So please tell me. I need is so this much normal? feedback from someone who has, like, a more of a grasp on what's normal yeah. and what's not, because I don't. And they'd be like, yes, this is normal. He did what? No, <laughs> that's not normal. That's not normal. Red flag. I'm like, okay. But if you're going to okay. sell the watch, I'll buy it for half off. <laughs> I like the watch. <laughs> But then once I ended that, I'm like, you know, I'm proud yeah. of myself. Yeah. Because yep. I was able to identify yeah. the red flags. Yeah. And now, like, I get these stupid single messages. Are you oh, single? Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you single, single? What? Yeah. Did I ever tell you your booty leaking good? Oh, Well, thank God. you. What would you do if I did that to you? Well, considering oh. I don't know you, I'd probably smack you across Here's the face. Here's what I do. <laughs> block. <laughs> block, 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 block. It's my favorite button on Facebook. Block, block, block. <laughs> Oh my I do. God. Ask me that, and I'm like, I would slap you across the face. And then yeah. I sent it, and I'm like, next message. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm single. Block. <laughs> you think? You're I'm like, no way at Gold all, dude. star and block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I couldn't. But now I'm like, you know what? I've gone through two custody battles, a PFA hearing. Mm-hmm. I've gone through two jobs. Like, I got this. I don't mm-hmm. need, I just need that man once a month to sit on my Just couch. come sit. <laughs> just come sit. <laughs> Pretend that you're enjoying it. Pretend we watch it every night. You know, just, and then you can go. I'll see you in, in February. All right? Yeah. Just, I just need to. <laughs> That's all I need. Like, maybe come over on Christmas. Yeah. So I have a sense yeah. of family. Right. Yeah. But then you can go. Other than that, I really don't have time. I'm very busy. Very busy watching Joe Kenda. And I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I think guys are like, you don't want to go out? And I'm like, no, I'm not really. No. And they're like, well, what, why? Wait, what's going on? Why don't you want to? Well, I'm going home and I'm going to watch TV. Oh, no, for real. That's more enticing to me right now than what you're trying, the game that you're trying to run. Mm-hmm. I'm just not interested whatsoever. Yeah. I get, I get, um, I love going out and dancing. I might do that. I go out tax time with my sister. I'll go up to Erie. Last time I went, it wasn't tax time. I just needed to get out of work yeah. and yeah. celebrate my independence. I worked. I worked all day. By the time I got up there, I'm like, dear, my, my feet hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go dancing. <laughs> so we just went to her favorite bar and karaoke. <laughs> and my sister's like, and she's only drinking water. Oh. <laughs> They're like, why are you drinking water? I'm like, because I have to drive home tonight because I have to work tomorrow morning yep, too. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's no breaks. There's no, I don't know. You want to come hang out with me? Okay. Invite me over or come over, but more yeah. than I'm perfectly happy chilling and watching Netflix. Oh, absolutely. Except like, I I got a message from one guy one time and he was all super keen. Like he wanted to, you know, he wanted to go out. He wanted to. Have his shot. So I'm like, okay, we'll come up with a plan. Because I'm I'm not super traditional, but I like to see effort, you know? Yeah. I just uh-huh. like to see effort. And it's not that I'm just trying to be, up. like, you know, 
traditional about it, but I enjoy being asked out. And when someone has the nerve to ask me out, I like them to follow up with the nerve to say, hey, I'd like to take you here. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. just appreciate that. Yeah. Character in a man. This guy, no plans, no plans, but I, I get what you doing. <laughs> and I'd say, well, right now I'm, you know, working on editing an essay that I'm planning to submit and it's not I'm not better than anybody but I had something that was going on and I said I'm a full sentence back and I get the letter O or the letter K and I'm like potassium to you too motherfucker I'm busy what do you want what do you want oxygen (laughs) potassium (laughs) and so finally the day comes I'm like Sunday tell me what we're doing Sunday Sunday afternoon like two o'clock in the afternoon comes and I He's like, what you doing? And I'm like, what are your plans for today? Because I'm an adult and I've got things going on. So if you want to do this, let's let's do it. Uh, come to my house. Come to your house? I've never met you. Like, I don't know. I want that. Like, I want somebody to just come over and watch TV. That's all I want. That's all I ever wanted was that kind of relationship. Yeah. Just every day, mundane as fuck, you know? Yeah. But I want you to make an effort. You know, at yeah, first, let's, like, let's meet at Tim, Tim Hortons. Let's, let's meet just... somewhere in public where you can't, you know, kill me, <laughs> rape me and bury me in the ditch. <laughs> let's try Tim Hortons first and see how that goes. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's just have a cup of coffee, even if it's 15 minutes. Yeah. Please. Just any kind of effort, any effort whatsoever. Yeah. Is better than nothing. There's not a lot out there. That's my mom always said, and I don't think she meant it in a particularly nice way, but she'd say to me, Stacy, it's going to take a special kind of man to want to be with you. <laughs> and I, I'd be like, screw you. I'm awesome. And now I'm like, no, it actually really, you know what? She's the, right. She is. It's going to take a rare kind of man yep. to even interest me. You got to put forth the, put forth the effort, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking applications, but nobody wants to work. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, yeah. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not into, I'm not into dating. That's my problem too. That's why I wound up in a lot of the relationships that I wound up in. I don't want to date. I just want to have the thing. Like, I just want to come home after work and you're here and we have dinner and we watch our programs and go to sleep because I'm like 80 in my head already. You know, I'm elderly. I'm an elderly 36 year old woman and that's what I want. But you got to date first to get to know them. And that's my problem, Mm -hmm. you know? So they all either want to move in tomorrow, which I'm no longer okay with because it never works out. Or they, you know, they want to play games. Yeah. I'm just not. (laughs) I'm just, I don't have time. I don't have time. And then when they do want to do, like that one guy, we went up to Buffalo for a weekend, which was so nice. It was right after court. I got to see like the real side of him. He got, we had no, nothing in our way. We were, and then by Wednesday, I'm like, shit, I'm broke. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I need that Applebee's money. I need to get to the friendly neighborhood bar and grill. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need that $150 that I yeah. would have made this week because yeah. now I don't have God's money. Right. And he didn't understand because yeah. he, him, had a, he had a good, he has a good job where he yeah. is. It's rare to find someone who understands the struggle because they are working on keeping everybody else going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A lot mm-hmm. of single guys who do have that extra don't understand that they're not. They are not financially responsible. Even if even if you pay child support, you do not understand what it's like to have to live on one income and raise your child. Every single thing goes to them, it feels like, mm-hmm. you know? And there's never any wiggle room. There's a yeah, there's a podcasting conference coming up in March. There's absolutely no way. And the 
podcast host sends, keeps sending me this email every day. We want to buy your ticket to PodFest. And I'm like, that'd be awesome. Um, but it's in Orlando. And that's not happening. Because you want to buy my $329 ticket? That's fabulous. Like, I couldn't even afford the gas to get to the airport right now. You know? <laughs> Let alone the plane ticket, the hotel, the food, all the shit. You know? Yeah. There's no way. Are you going to pay my full way? And right. Pay for the kids? and that's I can't afford the gas. Yeah. I can't afford the gas to go to work, man. Yeah. You need to calm down with your PodFest tickets and maybe buy me a Sheets card would be awesome. Let's start there and see how we do. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> Even with so nice things. things from other, like, not impersonal entities, I'm very avoidant. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy me a diamond ring. Buy me a, a Sheets card. <laughs> I would like some gas money this week. You know? And that's the thing. That's the kind of stuff that my grandpa, that's the kind of stuff that my grandma and grandpa would do, you know, Mm -hmm. they just took care of each other. You know, she needed gas in her car. He'd go for a ride on a Saturday afternoon, fill her tank up and wash her car for her. Those little things. It's the little things. Little things. Like, I don't even need anything else. It's those little thoughtful things. Agreed. Right? Like what? You had a stressful day today? I yeah. got dinner tonight. Yeah. You order pizza. I don't care. Bring home Little Caesars. That's not even pizza. That's just crack in a box. You can bring that home and I'd be impressed as hell. Yeah. Because right? I didn't have to do a damn thing. You feed it to the kids. I don't care. You know? Like. You had a bad day. Go take a hot bath. Yeah. Yeah. Not pick up the kids at six, scream for three hours over every single thing. I'm taking a bath, guys. Mom! Oh, no, you're not. Mom! Hey, mom, 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 mm-hmm. mom. Every hey, mommy. minute. Every single minute. And I love them and it's so hard and they, they love me and that's why they want to be around me. And I I fret so much over our interactions that I feel like when they want to be right up my butt every minute, I should be thankful that they do. But it's it's like this double-edged sword, you know? Mm-hmm. I did, um, ever since working at the GA, I have a whole new appreciation for my kids do you like i remember my first day driving i sit down in the car and it it was a bad day but i'm like i love my job but it's one of those days where it's just so bad you can't prevent the tears call my best friend she's like how was your first day i'm like i'm no longer missy i'm a bitch gut whore (laughs) she's like what that's all they called me all day today it's fuck you bitch cut whore blah 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 And I get home, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love you guys. Thank you so much, guys. And I hear, Mom, how is your work? Well, today I got slapped in the shoulder, Uh or slapped in the arm really hard, got punched in the shoulder. You want to see the bruise? Oh, that sucks, Mom. You're right. It does, but it's what I love to do. It is what it is. It's my passion. And I'm like, Mom, 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 Mom. That's what I'm saying. Guys, like, I love you. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you. But just. It's always in that moment that I'm like, we still have, I feel like it's coming. I feel like I can feel it on the horizon where they're going to start to understand like needing personal space and being okay with being away from each other for a few minutes. You know, I feel like it's coming, but man, there are times where I'm like, you need to go away. My kids are 8, 12, and 15. No, no, (laughs) don't tell me that. No. Lewis will be like, Lou, just give me a minute. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. Oh, God. And I'll be like, oh, what? Because I know you're going to keep talking until yeah. I respond, so I might as well respond. But then he'll be like, please. Oh, oh my God. You just made everything better. 
Like, they'll be shitty to me all night, and then one of them will, like, bring me a stuffed animal that they know I think is cute. You know? And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, Mom, get in bed. We need a hug. Yes. We oh. need to hug this. Yeah. Those little moments seem to be happening more and more. I don't know. Oh, Noah is just so affectionate. He's my little dude. He helps. We I think we just help each other get yeah. through the, the, the day sometimes. Yeah. So where are you at with you now? Like, what's the situation? He's got a PFA. It's a three-year PFA. So that'll give you some time to cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Judge Hammond made it clear to where Noah cannot have contact with him until he is sentenced. That's cool. Yeah. Um, he's allowed to see his bio mom five times a year and has unlimited phone contact. Yeah. And how are you about maintaining that? What are your feelings on that? I, um, I don't have to worry about anything with his mom as the grandmother takes care of that. But with... They were best friends in that it... It's so hard because you want to punch them right in the head, but at the same time, it doesn't feel right to take... Oh, I still want to punch them in the head. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, yeah. No. Because just... It, does, it just doesn't feel right to take that relationship away with the I miss my daddy! And I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, if you would have got cleaned up in September, like, you wouldn't yeah. be... If you would have... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You want them to have that experience. You know, you want them to have that relationship, but the entire time you're watching it, it for me, it makes me sick to my stomach. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I'm like, you have no idea what this dude... And I'm not saying he's... I'm not saying that he's a bad person now. I don't know him anymore. He died that day to yeah. me. Yeah. He died that day to me. And he's a different person now. I don't care because what happened was so wrong that it's never forgiven mm-hmm. and it's never forgotten. But I'm, I'm choosing to have no feeling I'm choosing because that's what it felt like that day. That's what it felt like as the cops are going through my house, as they're tearing my house apart, as you know, my kids are going with their grandma and they're sitting on the front porch and Tony Kimeni is sitting on the front porch with me. And these investigators are asking what I know and where he keeps this and all of that, it was like he had died. So I'm going through this grief feeling. It's grief. Mm -hmm. It's so visceral and it's, it's grief. That's the only way that I can describe it. It is as if he died. And now he has been dead for four years or five years. One of the hardest things that I ever had to do is mourn Mm -hmm. over somebody who is still alive. Still alive. Yes. That is the most outrageous, surreal thing. That's the worst pain Yes. Like, cut my arm off. Take yeah. out a fibroid tumor. I could have another C-section. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, that was the worst pain, pain ever. Yep. I fully agree with yeah. that. I can't even describe <sighs> it. It's like you're not, it's not even reality because you're grieving him. You're mourning him and he's driving by on Market Street. Yep. You just passed him at Walmart, you know? Yeah. Like, I could get past, and I understand addiction is a disease. I right. Nothing against it. And I give people who are success, successfully clean yeah. for extended... Absolutely. So many props because the shit that goes on in your head, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. I couldn't fathom that. Well, and that's why I asked that question about, do you feel like there are two... Because I feel like if we're going to discuss addiction on a case-by-case basis, we need to separate the person from the addict. Mm-hmm. We need to separate the person from the behavior because the the disease itself changes you. You get cancer and it changes your organ. The addiction changes mm-hmm. your brain. Yep. It does the exact same thing. I agree. It's not the same person anymore. It's no. the same as if they had a brain tumor. And, and that was part of the healing process mm-hmm. because... You're mourning the You're person, mourning person who... who is still alive, but it's really not that person. Yeah. And you still have feelings for the person that 
you know they could have been or the person or the that person they were that, at one they point were. like the person who came home every night and held me and loved me and kissed yeah. me and told is me called me his baby this. girl so you're yeah. like there's like three different it's very very strange but it is super super that was one of the things that i think that was one of the breakthroughs that i had that got me to the point where i could even work because i couldn't have worked for the first year and i wasn't ready to go to work when the ad for a reporter came up in the paper, but I needed to. Yes. And it was the right thing at the, at the time that maybe wasn't right for me, but I knew that that's what I needed to do. Right. And I needed to make it work. Mm-hmm. I Emotionally, I probably was not ready to go back to work yet, but it, it just so happened that the world was ready for me to. So I did, you know, but... I wish I had that option. Oh, and it's the most surreal... That's the only time in my life it's ever happened, and I don't know that it'll ever happen again unless I do it for myself. Right. You know, and that's why the podcast... I wish I, I had that time frame where I could just, just work on myself. Like, go to counseling. Now, my counselor from the safe place works over at the courthouse. And I might be able to go or call her once a month because yeah. of the conflicting schedules. But, right. I mean, at one point in time, I was going every week. That's hard, and too. St- oh, God. Um, and this kind, of, this kind of trauma, like, oh, it, was it takes years to work through it. And you keep having to transition through providers, and I get it. Like, they're people. Their their lives happen. I don't expect anybody to come to Warren and stay here if something better comes along. But it's really difficult when you're working through attachment trauma or, you know, interpersonal complex trauma. And the person that you've just started to give a little bit of trust to is like, I've got a new job. That's so hard. See, I, I've only had... I've been going to the safe place ever since, I can't say ever since I got out. Because at one time, it's like, you need to get into counseling. And that's when I was re- getting myself out of my abusive marriage. And he actually, and I was trying to get like some counseling sessions. So I, I found um, a lady up in Jamestown. And she helped me with like some of the PTSD components. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, they're saying this happened. I don't remember this happened. Mm-hmm. And if I go to court, like, are they going to understand that it could have happened, but I don't remember it happening? And that's, people don't think of PTSD um, in terms of, so there's, there's traditional PTSD. A traumatic event happens and it affects you going forward. Mm -hmm. Then there's. And the, the um, DSM does not recognize complex trauma as an actual diagnosis. The ICD-10, I think, might have just adopted it as its own diagnosis. But complex trauma is so different because it's not one traumatic event. It's it's years and years and years of – it's a thousand needles instead of one bullet. You Correct. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's completely different. So, yes, there are elements of PTSD, but people don't understand how to treat it or even how to relate to it in their friends and family because – they they understand PTSD in a very um, traditional way, and, and this is a whole different beast. It is. Does it, you know? Yeah. So that's absolutely... It's difficult to find someone to treat it and to treat it well because it's not, it's still not... They get it, but it's not a part of the language yet, and it's not a part of just the um, clinical um, environment yet, I right. don't think. And then from Jamestown, I went to family services, and... My counselor there, she was good. She helped with some self-esteem. Right. But I felt like they, she couldn't relate to me. Like, even the counselor from Jamestown, like, mm-hmm. have you ever been through this? Like, yeah. I don't want... 
you're, I'm sitting there explaining this to you. Yes, you're helping me, but you're looking at me like, mm-hmm. why in the hell did you let him do this to you? Yeah, you can tell when they don't get it. And yeah. it, like, I don't necessarily need a therapist who's who's been through what I've been through, but I need you to be able to put yourself in that space and really understand what that must have been like. Yeah. And there, there are, are I, I, um, there's a possibility the person that I just started seeing could. I feel like maybe a little bit different, but there has not been a time where I've felt like, and they've tried, you can see them trying. Yeah. I can see them trying to empathize, but there's just such a, a gap in yeah. reality that the, it's like trying to, me trying to identify with someone who's been enslaved or in human trafficking. I can't, I can't, like I will do my best, but I can't right. get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people can and some people just can't. Um, that's when I went to the safe place. Mm-hmm. So like maybe, maybe 2012 ish. Mm-hmm. And I've had my first counselor. I liked her a lot. And then I knew, um, Ruth, she did like the community outreach education and I knew her for, um, again from sad. So <laughs> once, um, my counselor left, I'm like, I want, well, I want Ruth because she already knows my story. I yes. don't have to, yes. that's the worst part of finding a account. Oh my God. Oh. I tried to explain it to the last one. I'm like, it's like going to the gynecologist. <laughs> if I'm going to go and you're, I mean, it's the same shit it's always been, but you've already seen it. I don't want to show it to more people than I have to. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not really something I enjoy and you already get it. So like, you know, yeah, I hate, exp- oh, I hate it. And then the counselor that I have now, that's why I'm like, I don't want another counselor. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going through it, I'll call you and we can figure something out. But yeah. I don't want... I don't want to change The ladies again. over there are just so amazing. Are and um, my counselor now, she's like, you realize, like, one, they have all of the, the domestic violence-specific trainings. Right, right. And all of the trauma stuff. She's like, but a lot of us have lived it also, which is why we're here. Yeah. And that just, it helps me tremendously because I'm not... You, that specialized kind of, yeah. you know, that you don't have to explain and they, these things. Like my counselor, I could give her like a facial expression and she'll know exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so easy to talk and explain and to be open. And How hard was it for you to get into treatment? Like at first? It wasn't that bad. No? You didn't have any trouble reaching out or? No. No? no. That's awesome. Like they have many counselors there and they yeah. actually, um. Last I knew, they had a counselor, because there's always their, their right. hotline. Right. And I believe that there was a counselor that worked even the evening hours. Okay. But, like, for you personally, like... like- no, I knew. Like, I, I was damaged. Um, and the one time I went back, uh, was in, I was in jail for six months. I was over at my best friend's house. And she had a bunch of guy friends over. And it bothered me because, one, her husband was at work. Even though he knows their friends, he knows yeah, them. But he was okay with head, it, but I'm in like, your head, you're like, wait a minute, this isn't right. And I sat there on my phone putting puzzles together. And Carly's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I wanted nothing to do with them. And then they're like, well, let's go to Taco Bell for lunch. And she's like, I'll ride with you. And we got in the car. I'm like, I'm not okay. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not comfortable. She's like, Mandy, but that's just, I, I know who they are. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But there's more than one guy. And yeah. with my past, I'm not okay with it. And then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Mandy, you need to work on this part. Yeah. And that's when I was going every week. Oh, my God. God bless Carly because <laughs> she would watch Noah. And Noah was going because that's when his mom was in jail. His dad was in jail. He was going through crazy separation anxiety and attachment stuff. Jesus, do you know this county oh. needs <clears throat> a service for youth whose parents are incarcerated so badly? You know what's funny? Badly. It's not funny. 
<laughs> it's, Shit. It's, it's the opposite of funny, but it's odd that you would say that because. <laughs> so, um, Mrs. McNutt from Awake sent a note home saying that there is now a support group for kids <gasps> who have incarcerated parents. Are you kidding me? Part That's of my southern awesome. accent that just my incarcerated. That's all right. So I'm like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We get there and they're like, oh, sorry, honey, it's only for adults. I'm like, man. And in my head, I'm like, okay, Mandy, this is what you need to do. Get a yep. hold of them. I called them. I'm like, hey, this is something. That yes, I'm like, happen. but mm-hmm. now that I know that I have to find another job, but I offered to do a support group for kids yeah. whose parents are incarcerated because I think it would be it's phenomenal. It's so needed. It's so needed. And it I've talked is. to providers and providers have told me across the board, um, you know, I've heard from human services. I've heard from family services. I've heard from the Achievement Center. I've heard from just individual moms. That is a very needed service it that is. is absolutely not even underserved. It's absolutely not acknowledged as a need. Incarceration. Absolute. I agree. So yeah. that's once I find this job. So if anybody knows who's hiring. <laughs> Somebody hire this girl so Please. that she can fix this social issue. We've got work to do. Important work to do. <laughs> um, I would love to do that. Just because I know, like even with Noah and being like, I, I can't say how he's feeling i only could empathize how he's feeling exactly yeah but being a parent who's raising him Mm -hmm. i see it yeah and you have your own issues with the thing that's causing him pain yeah because it's causing you pain but in your own way so your relationship with it needs to be separated from his relationship with it i don't mean to keep calling it i don't know why i am but it's like (laughs) it's it's, fine yeah it could be whatever you want to call (laughs) on a random note i will not you know like on facebook you have like those happy birthday and then you have a birthday cake blah 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 i will not use the red balloon why will you not because of it (laughs) oh it I never even thought of that. Random Mandy thought. Yeah. Oh, see, now I'm I'm the girl <laughs> on the other side of this issue. Red balloon, red balloon, red balloon. My goal for Halloween when I lived downtown was to find a neighborhood that had like city like sewer grates so that I could go through on Halloween Eve and tie a red balloon to every single one of those bitches so around a whole block. Just all red balloons around every sewer grate on the block. That would have been what I would have been doing if I could have found a place. The word it just triggered the whole. (laughs) I do have issues. (laughs) Well, clowns are terrifying, so. I've never been afraid of clowns. Yeah. Ever. Creeps me out. I don't like when I can't see your face. And I don't know where that comes from. I just don't like when I can't see your face. Now, Halloween I love. I love Halloween. But when there's a clown and it's not Halloween and everybody's not dressed up. Even if it's completely like we're at the 4th of July parade, I'm like, I'm watching you. I'm looking at you. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm looking at you. First of all, if you're wearing a mask and it's 100 degrees outside and you're standing on black concrete, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching you. And that snake that's around your neck. You're unwell. And that little chihuahua <laughs> running by your side, I'm watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are kid magnets. Yeah. Kid magnets. Mm. If you, and that's another thing when I'm dating if a guy either talks too much about his kids, about what a great dad he is, and blah, 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 I don't want to... I, a lion doesn't tell you that it's a lion. Correct. And I do not want to hear about what a great dad you are. I want to see it. Show yeah. me. Don't tell me shit about nothing. I want to see it. Yeah. But also, if you're super interested in kids in general... Red flag for me. If you have reasons for them to want to come around you, and that's horrible because they're really nice guys, really nice guys, I'm sure. But for me, 
that's going to be a tough sell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Really nice guys who love kids for completely above the board reasons. Um, and they're probably never going to get a shot just yep. because that's me. And I've accepted that about myself. There's no way mm-hmm. I can't get past it. At that's least right legit. now. I get it. You know, I absolutely get yeah. it. And even when the girls are grown and out, because I can't, I can't have anything that reminds me of him. I can't. And that's why, like, I've accepted very seriously the fact that it's very likely that I will probably become my Aunt Marlene. And just, <laughs> I mean, I basically am my Aunt Marlene. She lives in Florida and I live here, but we both don't go anywhere. We have no interest in mm-hmm. meeting people or knowing people. Her doctor told her that she should start going on cruises and she was like, I'm leaving. You're an idiot and I'm leaving because I don't want nothing <laughs> to do with any of that. I got shit to watch at home. And she, so basically, I feel like I should move in with her and we should be the Golden Girls. Oh my God, that'd be so funny. I want to just move to Florida because I already am Aunt Marlene. So I, t- I get that though. Yeah. I'm not interested. And that's the thing. Like I had so much stuff that has mm-hmm. happened to me. Like I couldn't, I'd be a hermit. I'd yeah. be locked in my puppy's cage. Yeah. But it's not bad. And I maintain, I'm open. I'm open to it. It's just that I'm skeptical. Like I'm agnostic. Also agnostic about love. I believe that anything is possible, but it's very un- unlikely. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That someone is going to meet the criteria that I have. And I'm okay yeah. with that. You know, I've just gotten to that point. I'm just waiting for the guy to fall from the sky. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, and my name be- is Ryan. Nice <laughs> to meet you. You rang. <laughs> I believe you ordered me. I'm, can, if I can order What's you this? on Amazon. <laughs> What's that? You work with kids with disabilities? Me yeah. too. What do you got today? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh my God, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> can't have a conversation with them. And if they can't, you know... If they're not passionate about something, I can't. It's just, there's so many things. It's lame. Oh my gosh, I know. And I can't like, do How that. many kids do you have? Three? Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, 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 no. You don't get it. Like my kids are great. All you have to do is be in a YouTube video, give Nolan attention, and Noah just wants somebody yeah. to, that's there. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not. It's not bad. Nobody wants anything to do with a single mom. Yeah. Unless maybe they want to, you know, have you over for a night and then yeah. send you home. Nobody has any kind of respect. There are very few men who have any kind of respect for the, for, for real. They'll say they do. Yeah. But when it comes right down to it, they don't have any respect for what you do. That's the yeah. Mandy is able to really describe what it's like to love someone who you've had to let die in your heart in order to go on living yourself. It's the most visceral and surreal pain I've ever experienced, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But Mandy is one of those rare types of people for whom everything she does is motivated by the desire to improve someone else's life. And in part two of this episode, she'll talk about how raising children with special needs led her to create a support group for other parents in her area who are going through the same things. I'm really excited to share that part of episode eight with you, so I hope you'll be able to make it back next week. In the meantime, if you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. The music for this podcast was written and produced by my father, Bob Gross, on his goddamn electric ukulele. I'm Stacy Gross, and this has been Two Moms Day Drinking. See you next week.